Hi, welcome back to the HCPN, the Honeycomb Prayer Network. We're glad that you can join us today. My name is Shannon Moshe, the director of the HCPM and the Burleson House of Prayer called the Honeycomb. We are in part, uh, part 10 of the Garden series, and today we're going to be talking about the uh, fellowship with the Lord, each other, and other people. Now, on our next garden series, we're going to be talking about developing the ability to hear God's voice. And what does that really mean? Because all of these things really hinge on this idea of hearing the voice of the Lord. And don't be alarmed. We're going to go into depth and we're going to talk about that with a few themes and ways that the Lord does talk to people. So if you are new to hearing the voice of the Lord or you don't know how the Lord talks, you're definitely want to be listening to our next part in the garden series. At least that's the hope. If not, we will be eventually addressing it, but I believe it will be our next clip. So let's talk about this idea of fellowship. Now we just released a pop word on the subject, so uh, we should keep that in mind. So we defined it as scripture defined it, and the definition that we pulled out of it is to be a special person able to restore and bring peace, to have a bond which is a testament, to have a necessary loyalty, and be able to bring unity. So friends, those who dwell together with others, that are truly friends, that fellowship is the idea of having friendship, it comes out of this place of being a friend of the Lord. Now, the voice of the Lord and being a friend of the Lord are two different things. A person can hear the Lord and not be his friend. So keep that in mind. You may hear God's voice, but could be in complete rebellion, or likewise, you are his friend, but you don't really know him. You might know a coworker at work, but you might not really know them. You, it's more of you have a relationship, but you don't really know them that well. So a lot of people will say this statement of, I have a personal relationship, or I am spiritual. But if they don't spend any time with the Lord, then they may know of God, but they're not actually in relationship with the Lord. They're not in fellowship with the Lord. So let's talk about that a little bit more. If you're not spending time with your spouse or your friend, then you're really, A, you're not being a good friend, or B, you really don't have a friendship like you think. You might know of them, you might speak about them, but when was the last time you text them, called them, or spent more than five minutes with someone? And the same thing is true when we cultivate our relationship with the Lord. Now, on our previous garden series, we've talked about a couple different things. For the first, really first uh, seven clips, we talked about a couple different things, about our identity is out of the place of love, and that when love is shown, then we can actually exhibit, we can show others that love, and we are able to experience that. Now, we have to remember, uh, part two was talking about this idea of remembrance, this idea of uh, oftentimes we can forget the covenant, 
And so we want to pause there. I want to talk about those two topics before we move on. So the idea of love, the idea of fellowship is that you are a friend. And we're going to go into depth on what a friend is. I think that we really have developed this beautiful friendship idea that we're going to be talking about today. Now, Adam, who was made in the garden, if this is the garden series, we need to talk about the original intent of what the Lord desired for us when we have Adam and his wife that are in the garden. Now, they walked with the Lord. They spoke with them. They did various different things. And the idea is that they were able to depend upon him for everything, for him to provide solutions, for him to provide new things and for new experiences. But when the serpent came, the one thing that was taken was sacred. So the sacred part of their lives was taken, and when that was taken, they realized they were nude. It was one of the things that were taken in the garden, the sacredness of things being holy and uh, consecrated. And and perhaps we'll talk about sacredness on another pop word. I'll make a note here to do that now. But sacredness was taken in the garden. So everything became very, very common and plain. Uh, it's one of the reasons why vulgarity is really, really bad. It's not actually the word itself. It's just that it's not clear. Um, and the meaning of it usually isn't beneficial or it doesn't uplift others. So the reason why vulgarity or curse words are bad is because it's exactly that. You're cursing. You're not uplifting. Uh, but the place of the garden was this place of dwelling or habitation of being with. Now, when we talk about covenant, you know, part two was talking about this idea of remembrance and having the ability to forget the covenant. Why is that so important? Because when we look at the scriptures, we need to understand that we have a covenant that is different than Old Testament times. Does that mean that the Torah is done away with? No, it doesn't. Anybody that would say that would be under a form of doctrine that says that the there is nothing you can learn, nor is it valuable. And it's interesting to have that conversation. I've had that brought up a few times on the broadcast here on our podcast. But a covenant um, essentially is an agreement, loosely, without going into deep depths on it, is an agreement in which is between two people, and there are promises given, and each person is required to fulfill those things. So when we enter into covenant, when we have a covenant relationship, which is what we have, when you come to Christ, when Yeshua, his spirit comes and you receive the spirit of adoption, by which we call Abba Father, when we have that, we are required to change. In order to have a relationship, you are required to change. If you don't change, you do not have a relationship. If you don't talk, you don't have a relationship. If you are not around a person, if you're not around the Lord, if the Spirit's not active in your life, you may be saved, but you are not in fellowship with the Lord. I need to be very, very clear on this subject that fellowship involves this idea of dwelling or spending time. 
So you cannot say that you know somebody, as we've stated a little bit earlier on the podcast, unless you spend time. If you're not spending time, you don't have a relationship, or your relationship is a really bad one. But moving onward, one of the things that I see and that we've talked about is this idea of the ability to receive things. So when you're in fellowship with somebody, they might give you a cup of coffee, or they might spend time with you, you're receiving things, and likewise, you're giving things to them. So this cultivation of the garden uh, that scripture parallels us to in Isaiah, Song of Solomon, the Pro- uh, the Proverbs, Psalms, as well as the New Testament, it talks about an orchard and, and a vineyard in Isaiah as well. It talks about the idea of growth. Uh, when we talk about the Lord, when you talk about God, there are some different things to bring up when we're talking about Hashem. So we have the the Father in Heaven, which is Abba. We have the Spirit, and we have the Son. Now, we talked about the components of what the word Father means, and I'm not going to go and explain every detail, but there's three main things, or four main things, that I would like to pull out from the last time that we talked about this idea of uh, the Father. Now, the idea there that we discussed was the idea of affection to be able to be dependent, and the third area is being able to show deep places. Now, we are able, because of this covenant relationship that we have, to go into the deep, intimate places found in the temple. Who is, or what is the temple, I should have said it backwards, what is the temple and who are they, would be us. We are the temple. Now, if we are the temples of the living God, we are the earthen vessels inside of us dwells the deep mysteries. Now, this is kind of an interesting thought because if you come from a a mystical background or a occult background, that almost sounds like I'm saying that the occult world's got it right. Well, sort of. The reality is they don't got it right. They stole that idea from the traditions of the faith here that are passed out and that we can see, that we see in scripture. Now, we are able to see that we are the temples of the Lord. Now, a temple is known as this. Here's some clarity on that word temple. Temple, in a very, very basic term, is an idea, a dwelling place, a house in which a deity would reside and make temporary residence. Now, the reason why the covenant of Christ is so important is because it forever makes a residence forever, a forever dwelling house where his presence does not depart. That's the main difference from the Old and the New Testament. There are a few other uh, differences that we'll discuss, I'm sure, at a later time. So, because of that happening in our life, because we spend time with the Lord, we end up having might, power, and he delivers us or he redeems us from ourself, mostly, um, our own decisions most of the time. Most of the time, what the Lord is doing is he's busy at getting you to undo the things that you caused in your own life or you agree with. Now, does this mean that everything that happens in your life is your fault? 
No, it does not mean that. There are people that will do evil things. We do not agree with them. They're not of the Lord. Now, everything that happens can be used for the good. We know that all things work together for those that love the Lord. That does not excuse the pain or the events that you've gone through. I want to be very, very clear. The Lord will use whatever you have gone through. He did not cause the things to happen. A lot of people get caught up on the idea of, well, if the Lord is so good, why did this happen? Well, let me ask you a question. When you've noticed a problem going on and you said, hey, did you notice this thing that happened? Man, I can't believe that happened. Well, what did you do about it? That's probably the answer to your question that you just asked of why bad things happen is because people like you and me, we watch and we don't do anything about it. So evil thrives when men that are good do nothing about it. So keep that in the back burner. And we've all done stuff like that where we've seen something go on. We've had the ability to help and we choose not to because of either self-preservation or we essentially don't want to engage because it would risk, it would cost something for us to actually stand up for something that we believe in. Now, we are in this idea, when we have fellowship, we need to talk about the next part of fellowship. So we're talking about the family of the Lord, which we talked about in part five of the garden series, where we talked about the idea of people bearing weights. And what happens is that when we abide with the Lord, when we have this growth and this this conversation with others about what he's done in their lives and what he's doing in our lives and what we're seeing and how we're growing, then we actually start learning from other people their experiences. So we have this understanding that he is a priest of war. And we need to understand that 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 is the person that we're talking to. And let's be real. A lot of Christianity in Western nations do not revere the person that has saved them um, as anything more than a buddy or a pal. I want to point out to you very, very blatantly and very kindly and very bluntly, he is a god. And we do not focus on that at all. We focus predominantly on the fact that we're a son. We don't focus on the fact that he rules over the cosmos, has dunamis power, he has cosmic ability to speak, and we are dead. Now here's the difference, though. We understand that he is made of the substance of love. We talked about that in the first part of the Garden series, and if you missed that, go back. Or if you're struggling right now to understand what we're talking about, or you're wrestling in your heart, at the end of this, go back and listen to that a couple times. So we need to understand this place of fellowship allows us to see what the Lord is like and how he does different things. And not only that, it leads us to have an example of what we should do when we see other people out of their relationship with the Lord do something. It impacts our lives. And likewise, when we are walking with the Lord and we're walking on the Dalit, which is what the the Hebrew term is for the way or the acceptable thing, the Dalit, um, then we see 
the Lord do great things. Now, this place of, of growth, it really keeps us, it helps us develop the attributes or the fruit of the Spirit as we have fellowship with people that talk about what he has spoken and with each other. We're able to encourage people. And then there's the third extent of that, which is out of the dwelling that the, the creator has and the relationship we have, we are able to impact others. Now, here's the part that I need to stress, especially if you don't know the Lord and you're trying with the best of your ability to believe these words. The world has a form of relationship which causes people to argue to get their way. Essentially, in the world, in the world system, the relationships people have normally is at some point, it's about them getting their way. This is the reason why in scripture it says, pulling down every argument and everything that acknowledges itself against the glory of the Lord. Well, unless you spend time with the Lord, you're not going to know what that glory is. You're not. I don't care how long you've been in seminary for those that have degrees or that have PhDs out there that are theologians. Um, unless you spend time with the Lord, you are not going to be transformed. It says be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by the washing of the word. We go from glory to glory. Well, you've got to get to a point to go to a next point. And that's the idea of this fellowship that we're talking about. So when we talk about this in light of all the things that we have talked about, we have got to be able to be the dwelling place of the creator. Now, Adam was in the garden, right? Now, this is called the garden series, so let's talk about the garden for a little bit. Now, in a garden, there are things, there are many things that grow. So there are many different types of people, which means a few things. One, how the Lord is going to talk to you may not be the same exact phrase or tone that he talks to me. A man does not talk to his wife the same way that he talks to his one-year-old, or it would be very awkward if it was true. So all of these things are about intimacy, about developing over time your understanding of who God is. He will reveal himself to you, and this is this idea of fellowship. It's the idea that Abraham was a friend of the Lord and out of that place of depending on the Lord and listening and growing, Abraham was able to be called a friend of the Lord. One of the very few places in scripture that actually says a friend of the Lord. David isn't really called that too much at all, if any. He's called a man after God's own heart, after Hashem's heart. David was after the desire and passion of the Lord, but he wasn't necessarily called a friend. He was a friend, but scripture doesn't call him a friend. Now in Hebrews 11, it talks about this idea of faith and going from glory to glory and, they, and the example that they have. But all of the fathers of the faith had friendship with the Lord. They had fellowship with the Lord and one another, and they were designed to go share to all the nations. Even the tribes of Israel were supposed to share with their neighboring cities, their neighboring countries, and the nations in the worlds who the Lord was and how they walked. Even today, if you go to Israel today, if you go to a Jewish congregation or community, they will share with you numerous things and they will share out of a place of um, personal knowledge. Now, dwelling means 
if you have a dwelling, you have things that dwell or live or abide or stay or exist at some place or thing. So if we're supposed to be a dwelling, we're supposed to always have the Lord's presence dwell with us. And we will be talking about what exactly that means to have the Lord's presence at a later time. But keep in mind that everything involving fellowship has everything to do with experience. So once you experience something, you forever change and you go from one place to the next to the next. Now moving onward, when you apply what you know, it shows others a difference or you change. So when you experience the Lord, when you experience things and you're coming back to this place, the more experience you have, the more that your mind changes and therefore your nature will change. So let's bring this all back. The more that you spend time with the Lord and he reveals himself with you, the more that you will change. And like Moshe, who was up in Mount and then had come into an experience, he was forever changed and the light of the Lord shined on his face. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the HCPN, the Honeycomb Prayer Network. My name is Shannon Moshe, the director of the Honeycomb House of Prayer in Burleson and the leader of the HCPN Network here. We'd love to be in contact with you. You can always email us at hophoneycomb at gmail.com and that email will change over time. But we'd love to be in contact with you. If you like what you heard today and you've been encouraged and you've grown by it, go ahead and follow us on this podcast and the many different stations that offer us to you. If you want to go ahead and support this ministry, you can detail, do so on PayPal at honeycombhop at PayPal. And I believe my email, I'm sorry, I got my email switched around. So our email is hophoneycomb at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, you can support us on PayPal at honeycombhop. So you just flip the HOP to the back. But that, that's in the description of the podcast. Anyway, my name is Shannon Moshe. Thank you, and may the grace of the Lord be with you. Shalom Aleichem, and we will see you next time at on the HCPN, the Honeycomb Prayer Network.